0: Hello, everyone. My name is Mike Dice of the Extra Rounds Podcast. We are coming to you today with a special bonus episode because we were able to get Bellator heavyweight, former UFC heavyweight Roy Nelson, on the phone to talk about his upcoming fight at Bellator 183, September 23rd. Roy, thank you so much for taking the time out to talk to us. How are you?
1: Pretty good. How you doing?
0: I'm doing well. Thanks for taking the time out to talk to us.
1: No problem.
0: So... <laughs> After almost twenty fights in eight years, is it weird for you to hear Bellator fighter Roy Nelson instead? Nope, <laughs> not at all. Is it kind of a refreshing, a fresh start? Uh, yeah, no.
1: Any, anything that, you know that, that, you know, where you wake up to go to work and you're like, man, I'm excited. I'm I'm excited at what I can bring today. How can I be a better fighter? How can I make fans more appreciative? How can I turn new fans into you know a Roy Nelson fan? you know it's just like all these ideas is just you know like where you just not feel a handcuff anymore
0: So the change, I think a lot of people when fighters switch promotions, they focus on the money. Um, I mean surely that played a factor, but for part of you, it was just you needed the change of scenery.
1: I just needed, I just need to be able to be me.
0: Right. Tor- that,
1: that, that, it's it just, it just basically just, you know, allowing you just to just be 100% you and didn't have to worry about like, hey, oh, am I going to get in trouble for that? Oh, maybe I shouldn't say that. Oh, like, oh, okay. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, absolutely, and uh, Bellator has done a great job, I think, embracing fighters' individuality, and they do those uh, unique video displays for fighters to kind of highlight their nicknames or their personalities. Uh, have you had any discussion or input on what yours would look like?
1: Uh, not yet. Not yet. I, I'm, I'm going to see what they come up with on their own, and then and then I can go back and critique them.
0: <laughs> that's a good way to handle it you know i'm i'm not very much of a creative person myself so i'm much better at giving criticism after somebody already put something out there than trying to come up with an idea from scratch myself
1: yeah no i'm i'm all i'm all about letting you do your job and then um and then i can come out of my lane if uh if i have to to go no 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 this is what it needs
0: you also in another interview mentioned wanting to work with Scott Coker and everything that you had heard about him. He is a he has a sterling reputation amongst fighters. Fighters really seem to enjoy him. Um, now that you've been able to work with him for a few months uh, leading into this first fight, is everything you heard about him, you know, exactly what you were told?
1: Yeah, no. Uh, the, the stuff that I've worked with Scott with um, so far is you know nothing been on the up and up, and so not, you know and what he says. You know his word is really his word, and in MMA that that actually is pretty pretty tough. You know, uh, I've worked with uh, you know Mike Kogan, you know who works with Scott Coker, and he's definitely you know his word is his word, and that's the one thing that a lot of people forget about. In I guess his life, is, you know your word is your bond, and you know everybody forgets that.
0: Absolutely. Uh, when you've been talking to Scott Coker, or you've been out right there. You know the heavyweight picture is kind of unclear right now. Have you have you talked to him at all about the title picture? Uh,
1: n- no, uh, we we've kind of talked a little bit, but we really haven't talked uh, hardcore because as soon as I found out I had a hobby, I was I was more worried about a hobby and then get through a hobby first, and then um, I'll talk to him after uh, literally right after my fight.
0: You mentioned earlier just uh, being excited about being able to be yourself and kind of focusing on just, you know, what you do. Is that something that you think about at all, the title picture? Or is that just, you know, if it happens, it happens, but you're not hoping anything?
1: No, I'm actually excited for this, uh, you know, for the title, uh, especially in Bellator, because I think think in Bellator, the one thing about Scott is Scott takes the politics out of the game and um, lets everybody get a chance to actually fight for the belt versus – like, other organizations where it's all about pol- uh, politics.
0: Does that mean you're in favor of the old tournament format that's kind of seemed to go by the wayside?
1: You, you mean the, the only format that, that works in any sport?
0: <laughs> yeah, that one.
1: That one I'm all for.
0: <laughs> uh, sounds good. Um, and. I was wondering if you had noticed that they're giving away a Fedor bobblehead the night of your fight, and if you had, what what you think of this Fedor bobblehead?
1: Uh, you know what? I, I think it's cool, but it, 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 I think um, fans would be more appreciative if there was a Roy Nelson bobblehead, you know, because that's what they're coming to see, and they're not trying to get a bobblehead, they're trying to get a, bo- a bobblehead of Roy Nelson, or uh, watch Roy Nelson fight.
0: Any plans to release your own bobblehead?
1: Uh, we're working on it. We're working on it. We're actually talking about merchandising right now, so
0: we'll see. As you've made the transition back to Bellator, you know, the most notable thing for fans is that you get the return of the sponsorship money. Uh, Has it been hard to kind of get that, that reopen those channels with sponsors after the change in the UFC? Uh,
1: It's definitely, um, it's different. Um, I think uh, if you're talking about MMA brands, I think the UFC beat, beat them up beat them up pretty good uh, by taking their money for the last, you know, a couple of years where it'd be like just, the, you know, the, the UFC tax, you know, before you even got in. It. Uh, so it's, it's basically just, uh, I guess, making um, the industry kind of learn about the, how sponsorship actually works and um, how it, like, works in, like, traditional sports like NFL, major league baseball, basketball. Um, and then how it can correspond into uh, MMA. Uh, so it's definitely different, but um, I'm I'm actually that's one thing I'm actually really excited about. Um, I've already got a blue chip sponsor, you know, with Boston Pizza. So like I'm 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 a, I'm just actually really excited.
0: Having competed in both major organizations, uh, what is the response from sponsors when it comes to television Viacom? And Spike obviously has a huge presence in homes across America. Is it more appealing than what it was before?
1: No, it, I, and it's, it's basically to kind of go back to them and um, basically educate uh, different brands uh, about how, um, like, what's the difference between being on Fox Sports One and what's the difference between being on Spike. You know, like, the, they're two different um, audiences, um, but. The difference is, is, everybody's trying to hit that uh that male demographic, but everybody knows the female demographic is is what actually um, pays. Uh, who you have to listen to. That's the one thing that everybody in the UFC um, from my fans would be from the the guys. Be like the only reason why I'm even allowed to buy this pay per view is because you're on the um, you're on the card. And my wife loves you.
0: Oh wow, that's really interesting it kind of goes against counterintuitive i guess to what most people would automatically assume it is
1: you get, you you do you have a girlfriend?
0: i i do have a wife
1: okay now now, now who um now who do you listen to? <laughs> she's like hey i want this okay you know, a happy a happy wife is a happy life
0: she wants it she gets it
1: Exactly. So if, if so, if you turn um, women into you know MMA fans, then and you're going to corner the market, and that and then that's the reason why I or brought Roy Nelson because I think I have the highest uh, female fan base because I'm not trying to sleep with them; I'm just their best friend.
0: <laughs> well, turning uh, attention to Javi in this fight a little bit, you ha- have considerably more experience with him uh, than him. Do you view that as a huge advantage in this fight?
1: Yeah, no. The, the the thing about um fighting is the more experience you have, actually, have the the better you can um actually navigate through. Um, but you know the, the other, you know on the other end is when you don't know what you expect, you just go out there, guns blazing, and things happen. That's what happened with uh Obby and Sergey, because Sergey just you know was you know playing his game, and then Javi just went out and just you know knocked a home run.
0: I think one thing when fighters look at or fans, I'm sorry, look at fights, they and they're looking at the ex, kind of a discrepancy in experience or people from different promotions. They view who they've fought, and obviously, you fought the best in the world, and um, he hasn't maybe fought the same caliber of fighters as you have. Is that is that a real thing, or is that kind of an overplayed thing by the fans?
1: Um, I think it's it's one of those things you just analyze because I mean, if we're doing MMA math, Hobby knocked out Sergey in 15 seconds. And Sergei knocked out Verdum. Sergei knocked out Overeem. So then that makes Javi like like the next Fedor.
0: (laughs) Gotta love MMA math. Well, thank you, uh, Roy, for taking the time out. Thank you for taking the time out to talk to us. Best of luck to you in the fight.
1: Uh, Thank you.